0: Everybody, Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Holly podcast, about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala, and I know too much about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That is kind of the point of this whole thing. With me, as always, someone who is uh, way more skeptical of the institution. She's the voice of the people. Kristen Stuttered. Hey, how's it going, Kristen?
2: She is not prepared uh, today. She, <laughs> she, she is looking at the spreadsheet. She's having to think, we will see. Yes.
0: Famously, you do not prepare at all for the show. Sometimes that suits you. Sometimes it puts you in the shoes of the audience so that they can enter without having any prior information or knowledge. This episode, maybe you want to do like a little bit (laughs) of
3: uh,
0: work ahead of time. I tried and you reference a spreadsheet. I did give everybody spreadsheets uh, to make it easier, but I think for Kristen it just kind of made it more daunting of a task.
2: And you know what though? I think it's gonna be pretty much, I don't know if anyone will even know the difference. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay, fair
0: enough. I guess we'll see ultimately. (laughs) Uh, Who's that laughing? Uh, We have a return guest, someone who we haven't talked to since we've converted to Zoom. Uh, We used to do this show in-person IRL at one point, if you can believe it. He is the host of the Good One podcast, also a senior editor at Culture, it's Jesse David Fox. Hi, Jesse.
3: Hello. How are you doing? Nice seeing you both. Yeah, good to see you. Welcome back. Jesse, one of our
2: few New York guests who was on the show many times when we were doing it IRL. So
3: if I was in LA, I feel like Joe was like, oh, we need a guest.
4: I feel
0: like, yeah, now that we've expanded to zoom and we can talk to people all over the world really, but you know, the country really, there are more people who are open to talking about this stuff, but back when it was in person, it was really like to get someone to come to my house to talk about this stuff was. You know, a tall order. So (laughs) welcome back, Jesse. And then a new guest. So happy to have her on the show. Been trying to book her for a while, to be perfectly honest, but uh, we finally made it happen. She's a music journalist and she recently uh, she wrote a 33 and a third about Duran Duran's Rio. It's Annie Zaleski. Hi, Annie.
1: Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm glad we could finally make this work.
0: Of course. Now, and you are in Cleveland,
1: right? I am. I am actually 15 minutes down the road from the actual physical Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Amazing. Wow.
0: So you've got it coursing through your veins, is what you're saying.
2: <laughs> I do. Did you attend the ceremony this year? I did. Okay, yes. great. So we were in the building together. You know, yes. our our energy has been in the same physical space before, <laughs> and I think that's going to translate to today's chemistry, and I look forward to it.
0: <laughs> yes. And so being in Cleveland and covering music, you come to the show with some knowledge and experience with the rock hall, yeah?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I've covered, I was trying to remember, I've covered the induction for like, geez, maybe since 2013, 2012, I've covered it for a long time. They used to do a simulcast of the Rock Hall. So I would cover it from there. I was at Public Hall, you know, and then this year was, of course, at our arena. And so I was there. So I've kind of covered it from a bunch of different places and vantage points too.
0: So yeah, you're, you're coming in with, with some history with the institution. And just as a review, Jesse, Yes. You're, you've obviously been on the show a few times, but you are, even though you, I don't think I've ever officially covered the Rock Hall, it seems to be a topic that <laughs> intrigues you, No? Yes.
3: <laughs> even beyond watching it or thinking of it as an institution, I like it as an idea of every year we have to relitigate what rock and roll means.
2: <laughs> Everyone's favorite thing. <laughs>
3: it's like truly, in a previous life, I thought I was going to work in the music business and I considered being a music journalist and I have abandoned all of that pursuit. But the thing that I am left still caring about is what does rock and roll even mean? Yeah.
0: And, you know, we've, we've talked uh, for probably over 200 hours about it. <laughs> and I don't think we're any closer than uh, you probably are.
2: Yep, yeah, there's no answer. Today we solve it, though. I think today through this pursuit, we solve it.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the thing is we're not only just talking about what rock and roll is, but for the purposes of, of this show and this exercise today, it's about what the rock and roll hall of fame considers to be rock and roll. Cause I suppose you can have your own definition and that's fine, but the rock hall has one and it is amorphous, and it has changed. You know, we try to find some sort of consistency with, with what the definitions are, but the definitions
3: change. Yeah. There it's, there's ideals. Like I was watching the trailer for the last one before this to get me pumped up. There's this way in which multiple people <laughs> were like, Carol King was like, I always thought of myself as a songwriter, and then I needed to perform, and I needed, and then James Taylor was like, find your authentic voice. And then Jay-Z was like, I didn't know if I was rock music, and then I realized I had to speak for my authentic voice. So it is, to me, rock and roll is currently defined as the fictional idea of authenticity that the baby boomers invented.
0: (laughs) Not bad. So let's set out what we're doing here today. This is the second part of an ongoing series where we look forward and try to map out what the rock hall might be, because there's a lot of questions about, you know, that are connected to what we're talking about, which is if the rock hall is to continue what rock and roll, the way we think of classic rock is left. And will we run out of rock bands and what will the makeup of these classes look like as just now it's, you know, we're getting one hip hop act a year. And is it going to morph into something new And I think it is an interesting exercise to try to look forward and see, you know, the big snubs. Is it eventually going to become easier for them to get in or what have you? There's a lot of questions that this exercise, I think, doesn't exactly answer, but it it certainly addresses. And so we did have an episode already with uh, Daphne Brooks and Devin Ivey, where we went through the next five years, 2022 to 2026. And as a recap for both you guys and our listeners, we inducted. 2022, Eminem, Pat Benatar, Duran Duran, Mariah Carey, B-52, Soundgarden, 2023, Outkast, Dionne Warwick, Joy Division, New Order, Foreigner, George Michael Cher. 2024, Coldplay, Lauren Hill, The Smiths, Rage Against the Machine, Eurythmics, Snoop Dogg, 2025, Missy Elliott, Cindy Lauper, Beck, Jethro Tull, Devo, Roberta Flack, 2026, Judas Priest, Carly Simon, Commodore, salt and Peppa, Phil Collins, and Weezer. So, Because we're continuing, those artists are now off the table. In our minds, they are inducted, and now we continue to 2027. And each year, I will say which artists become eligible that are of note in that year, and then we try to put a class together. So I guess before we begin, anything anybody would like to say?
3: great job with that those first two classes
0: i know
1: you guys put a lot of people who i'm like these are total snubs so there's stuff left but it's harder
0: mm-hmm. it does get harder it's also funny to do this and then be like we'll see if we were right in five years <laughs> exactly <laughs> we're making a bet that does not pay off uh, for another five years <laughs> all right so let's go ahead and take a look at 2027 in my estimation there are really only two artists of note that become eligible in this year, and it is Hall Mainstay, Alicia Keys, and The Strokes. When I look at Alicia Keys and how she has kind of played the game, she has given a lot of speeches at the Rock Hall. She seems to be a favorite amongst the producers and just, you know, not to mention she has had a long career of amazing music and big hits. She is someone that I think is a candidate to be inducted on her first year eligible.
2: I think she's like an absolute, she's the Foo Fighters of 2027, in <laughs> my rude, opinion. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> she will be nominated. She will get in. You could call her the jay Z. I of 2027. I guess I think that's, more more, that's a much more appropriate thing, but that's going to happen. She's also show terminology. She's a waltz, if you will.
3: If your list was 100% true up to this point, and the fact that Lauryn Hill got in so easily, the fact that Lauryn Hill, ostensibly, we were talking about one album that Mm -hmm. like, everyone was like, this is whatever American music should be. It won a million Grammys. And I feel like that is the career space that Alicia Keys has stayed in. Pop music that is like Grammy definition of good, but also like has credibility, especially at this time in 2027. They're like, Alicia Keys, thank you so much. Please come in. <laughs> like, I, I think soul adjacent, RB adjacent pop music is going to be an easier entry than what we think of as like pop pop music.
1: I would agree with that. And you know, 2027, you know, we don't even know what she's going to do in the next five years. She could come out with something of, again, even, you know, more amazing and kind of add to her legacy. But I do think she's a shoe in. I mean, when you look at R&B in the last couple of decades, she's probably one of the artists that's head and shoulders above everyone else, just in terms of artistry and trying to push boundaries and just really kind of modernizing the genre. She's everywhere. You know, it's, it's almost hard to remember how influential she is because she's in like every award show. You pop up. It's like, oh, there's Alicia Keys. which no, uh-huh. is so ubiquitous.
0: But as we put in Alicia Keys, it makes me, you know, one thing that stuck out to me was at this point, we have not inducted Mary J. Blige. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm That's wondering yeah, yeah. if you then you put her in this class as well. I mean, I, I don't think she'll end up being in a Side category, but I think about like, once you get around to Jay-Z, you're like, oh, wait, we haven't done LL yet. Okay, we need to do that in the same year as well. But I think Mary J would have a shot on the ballot. I know she didn't get in this past year. But the inclusion of Alicia Keys makes me think you also need to maybe have Mary J in there.
2: My only thought with regard to that, and I don't know where we'll be in 2027. Who knows, you know? (laughs) Life is famously unpredictable. Um, right, and let's say that
0: now <laughs> so we don't have to say
2: so that have for to every say year. Every, it again. Single,
3: every, every <laughs> sentence starts, we don't, be, <laughs> we don't know where I'll be.
2: But just thinking with regard to like how it has been played up until now, with lanes and like Mm -hmm, having mm -hmm. two female R&B singers and maybe by then we'll be at a point where yeah you'll get two rap acts in in a year you'll get two R&B singers in a year because the more quote unquote classic rock will have done the A, B and C tiers of it all it's possible but just where we're at right now I think it would be harder to get two in I think Mary J she occupies a similar sphere with maybe a little more, I want to say like street cred and Alicia Keys has more of the, you know, Grammy image. Industry darling. yeah, Industry darling image. So I think Alicia is a shoe-in. I think for her and Mary J to get in on the same year, it really could happen. I have her for the next year, but I think she could get in Mm -hmm. at the same time. But I think it would be that year or next year if she's not in already yet.
3: It's, It's sort of interesting. These are people having a conversation about who to nominate, right? So it's like, will they be in the room and be like, well, we have Alicia, we should get marry in now or will they be in the room together we're just like well we already have alicia they'll probably split the vote the next round we're imagining the psychologies of these people and when they decide and i do feel like because there are other hip-hop acts that can get through other female acts that i think they could justify that they probably be like well alicia makes sense we'll get Mary whenever we don't want to nominate her and then not get her fully through i would hold her off a year as a result of this unless they did early influences but it's also hard to imagine her as early influences, but no. that's just because- No, Mary, no, no, no. I mean, for that
0: one that I was thinking, and I think she could get, on the, get in the class through the ballot, but who knows given. Now, I guess I should also establish in the other classes we did occasionally note, like say, Shaka Khan like is probably Shaka. gonna get in a side mm-hmm. category as musical excellence. Artists that have been on the ballot a lot, like also we we think the MC5 are probably going to get in on the reimagined early influence category. So there are certain artists like that that you wonder if they're going to get in on the ballot and an artist that's kind of in this lane that I think would maybe be one of those categories is Patti LaBelle. Yep. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know if we designate her as someone, because also given her career and the way it was never defined by just one thing, she was with the Bluebells, then she was with the band LaBelle, then she was solo yeah. Patti LaBelle. Just inducting the band LaBelle or inducting her solo doesn't fully encapsulate all of it. She could be a good candidate for the musical excellence category for that reason. If we wanted to, I could put down the gavel and declare that she is in a side category or we could put her in this class.
2: Now, my question for you is what's her nomination record? She
0: has never been been nominated in any capacity so
2: my feeling is that they are gonna put her up for nomination a couple of times before they would do right that category mm-hmm. i do think she's a great candidate for that but it's almost like they haven't tried to shaka con her yet because they were too busy shaka a conning shock con yeah and so which we
0: don't I, know if they'll shock a con shaka con yeah technically sure. they're still putting her on the ballot regularly so we don't but, know if they'll ll yeah, Shaka if they'll and LL then Shaka, because right that. now
2: they're Shaka conning her. They're actually they're actually sheeking her. They're sheeking her and they might LL mm-hmm. her.
0: I'm imagining people who don't
3: know our show or the hall who are just like, what is any of this alien nonsense? <laughs> but I like the idea that this is the first episode they decided to listen to. Yeah, well, let me
0: hear part it, two of this
1: This really is what, what it would be like for me to listen to a sports podcast. <laughs> It's just so bizarre to me that she's never been nominated at all, ever. That's just so preposterous to me when you look at it. And maybe because, you know, through a modern lens, people are, you know, I think there's been kind of a label resurgence in the last couple of years. People are like, yeah, no, they're really influential and they're getting a little bit more respect, but that just blows my mind. That she's never been in the conversation at all, you know, and I think this does speak a little bit to, you know, there's, there's a tendency, not just in hall of fames, but just kind of in general that, you know, you can only have one type of woman mm-hmm. in all the ballot. It's like, okay, well, if Shaka and cons is sure. Can't have anyone else. That's like in her, you know, genre in lane her lane. Website. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, maybe that's part of it. That's such a big oversight to me. And, it's you know, huge. I do feel like Patty LaBelle probably should almost get in before Alicia and Mary J. Blige really, Yeah. You you know, neither of them I think would exist without her and Chaka Khan paving the way. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's very true. That's why she's, she stuck out to me because it was like, Alicia, wait, no, Mary. Wait, no, Patty. And then it just kept yeah. kept going back.
2: I'm wondering then, do, do we give her like a, le- I don't want to say legit slot, but a legit slot? I don't know though. You know, if Chaka can't get in on the regular ballot, then Patty can't. I don't know. I, I do don't... you think Dion can? I'm just, you know, I know we said that she could, but I'm-
3: And, and I think it's ultimately <sighs> like, Whatever narrative momentum they have, like, Patty LaBelle turns 80 in three years. It's possible around, like, she'll do celebrating Patty LaBelle's 80th birthday, and if she does that, there's some TV special that might create sort of momentum. It's sort of hard to predict mm-hmm. if someone's making a documentary about Patty LaBelle right, that's right, coming right. out in 2027. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, her her verses with Gladys Knight was memorable. Mm-hmm. I not know that, but I, I guess... Know. Her- you know, was that 2020? Oh my God. It
0: was, yeah. So that would have, if there had been any momentum from that, it would have wound up on the, yeah. uh, on the I last mean, it's ballot. It's also
3: like changing in the nominating committee, like as slowly as imagine, as the committee gets more diverse and just more aware of people who's, fame is both like they were a regular famous person but also like spec- acutely a black famous person which is like a slightly different entertainment industry they could speak to what she represents and maybe that will then help push her through it's, it's really this is where it becomes slightly harder yeah for i say let's slot patty just
0: if not, to, if not to say she should have been in by now so we can have alicia and then patty and then, you know, Kristen, you mentioned what classic rock is left. I think mm-hmm. we have to acknowledge just about at this point, the only notable classic rock act that's left is Bad Company. Are we going
2: to put them in? Are we doing this or are we just going to let them fall away?
1: But it's Boston. Where's Boston?
0: Boston is also on the outside looking in and, you know, is, <laughs> is to be considered. But I don't know if it's been established And for anyone listening. We're trying to get in the minds
3: of the rock hall. This is not <laughs> our own personal preferences. By 2027, the majority of the rock and roll types are people who like came up in the 70s. Like the people that would like, oh, Joe Cocker should get in because that'd be so nice. Those people are gone by two- <laughs> 2007. In five years? Well, maybe. Not dead, but just sort of like, I don't need to, I don't have time yeah. to do that. Like, okay. Because like, I don't know. That's the question of just sort of like, oh, the 60s is definitely done. Mm-hmm. What are the fights that these people are like, what are my last fights? Will there be one more Jake Giles band? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't think so. I think that's out. I think the Jay Giles fight has been fought. I think that with the Jan step back, we are free.
0: Yeah, I think that's true. You know, with Jan no longer being the chairman like that, and I get the sense his cronies, even though John Landau was still like in charge of the nominating committee, I don't think that will be for much longer Mm -hmm. now that there's a new chairman. And I think that style of music or that way of thinking, I think is going to turn into something else. I don't think it'll be drastic, but I do think the casualty, if there's one, will be Jake Islesman.
2: The casualty. (laughs) I think we're free. I just think we're free. We don't have to watch it. Well, Bad Company came out
0: of the band free. So uh, <laughs> to bring it back uh to you. and we're back at, and at bad company. Sure bad company gets in
2: there. Are we saying that we think that there's gonna be enough of a groundswell behind bad company in five Had years?
0: Been nominated before, they've never been nominated before. And you know, it could be like a Chicago where they're not nominated for the longest time and they wind up on the ballot. And they get in. And it's also, you know, 2027, there might still be enough old timers on the voting yeah. body that if they're looking at a ballot that has Alicia Keys and Patty LaBelle and, you know, bad
3: company might they're be They're just like, where are the white them.
2: guys? Come on. And
3: that's how the voting body thinks, as we know. That, I just don't think by 2027, the type of people who care about their idea of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is like bands with guitars are in it, they're g- going to give up hope. Like, I do feel like by 2027, there's still going to be people that want an idea of rock and roll that's not metal that's not like alternative whatever that means like i do feel yeah, like that's more
0: bl- still the and
2: traditional that is blues why based i believe that oasis will get in in 2027
3: oh interesting mine was the white stripes
2: have we not put them in yet
3: no we have not
2: oh, are geez. they eligible yet that they year? are
0: yes we want to talk about the bands that are you know Traditional rock bands, you know, they we've done a few 90s, Smashing Pumpkins are also not in at this point, which I think are a contender.
1: You know, them and Soundgarden, the fact that neither of them are in yet is really surprising to me. Like Soundgarden, especially. Soundgarden will get in. Yeah,
2: very I think soon. so. It was just there's weird no that
1: there's no doubt about it. <laughs> I'm just surprised they didn't, they were eligible like right after Chris Cornell passed. And I was very surprised that they weren't really in the conversation that seemed like they should have been. I would, that's just me, just very. Yeah, no, was, I, it was, no. I
0: think it was surprising immediately after his death. for them not to be on the ballot was strange.
3: They're not Pearl Jam Nirvana. Pearl Jam Nirvana, get nominated the first year, get in the first year. We need to make sure Soundgarden- You mean they're not the Foo Fighters? Yeah, or the Foo Fighters. The thing about the Foo Fighters is because there's no other rock bands, the Foo Fighters by default are the Foo Fighters. Or they're like- well, they're the biggest rock band for a long period of time. Like, there's only so many of those left. Like, when I looked over, there's one coming up I'm like, well, I guess they're going to be that. But like, so all these sort of tier two A or whatever, which I think is Smashing Pumpkins <laughs> and Soundgarden, even yeah. living at the uh-huh. time, which was like Nirvana, Pearl Jam, were clearly a class above. Soundgarden were the right below that and Smashing Pumpkins were like the weird ones. And then Alice in Chains always felt like a tier below that.
1: See, I would disagree with that. I think that, you know, obviously Pearl Jam and Nirvana are top, but Smashing Pumpkins was... Completely, like way. I would put them in Soundgarden on equal footing. Yeah. yeah. Thinking, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. in the two A category. Think years. Yeah, I think it was like the top two and then the three like right after that. Yeah. That's why it's so surprising to me that they really haven't been in the conversation. You know, Allison, I understand. Yeah. Do you like, think it's
3: because people don't like Billy Corgan as a person and they just yes. don't want to deal with
1: it? Yes, absolutely. I think,
3: so. I think yes. it's a combination of, of
0: Billy's personality and also that the window has barely been open for 90s bands. Yes. Yeah. It has been a trickle. Rage is the one that they keep yeah. trying and yeah. then it's like, you know, Nine Inch Nails finally got in. It was the food Fighters this year. And it was, you know, like you said, Pearl Jam, Nirvana and Green Day, and they kind of made their way through, but it's still the window, which is crazy, but like the window is just slowly, slowly opening.
1: But I think, you know, going back to like Bad Company, I don't know. I can see, you know, the pattern where in recent years, there's been like, you know, one mega classic rock band, like, you know, the Moody Blues or the Doobie Brothers getting in. And that, that yes. makes sense to me. I feel like the list of these must induct duck bands is also kind of, you're, you're right, is kind of slowly closing. Like, you know, Bad Company has a lot of great songs and obviously they were a really excellent band, but I, I don't know. I just don't see them as being Hall of Fame worthy and that's no, you know, shade against them, but it just something just doesn't feel right.
2: In five years, I do think we will have shut the book on what we think of as traditional classic rock from the seventies. At this point, I think we have swept out the seventies to the degree that we're going to do it. Cause I don't think that bad company is a Chicago. I I think that they were a good band and a really like a band of their time. And I, you think there'll be an appetite for it?
0: I think you, you could be surprised. Like there's, I mean, like, dire straits got in when they were first time on the ballot and obviously the comparisons here are are not one-to-one and there's a a lot to consider with with each of these but i I don't know i think about bad company had one of the great rock singers with paul rogers and they just i don't know it's like they have like 10 or 12 songs that get played on classic rock radio which is a lot puts them in like a steve miller category to me
2: when you start to remind me of the people who get in now I, I suddenly see it a little clearer. You know, I'm, I'm having fantasy time over here. I'm in five years in the future. Who knows? Everything could be even better. You know, I keep acting <laughs> like things are going to be worse. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, maybe they'll be better.
1: But if you uh, want to talk about feeling old by the time, like five years, basically like the early eighties is going to be 45 years. So oh that's boy. going to be classic rock so the 70s is going to be like oldies right yeah super old
3: as we get further away from the 60s 70s and 80s and they become a like a monolith of time i do feel like the 70s bands will recede as we just like ultimately the bands of the 60s are are more definitively classic like look we the beatles are still like the biggest classic rock band or whatever so if you are a 20-year-old, you don't really care about, like, these bands of the 70s. It's harder for them to break through because we're so far removed from it. So if it, they were to get in, it is really a last gasp. This is it. We, we could see the future. Are we going to rally together to get one band through? And is bad company... Enough of a motivation.
2: Did we already put, we put Foreigner in too?
0: Foreigner is in at this point. We
2: gave them Foreigner.
0: I guess what, what I think though, if we are to think, okay, 2017 and 2018, which are 10 years before what we're the year we're talking about now that's when the moody blues got in in 2018. And that's when like, yes, got in. So there were still bands that started out in the sixties that were still being considered then. So if we were to use mathematical logic would not (laughs) artists from the seventies still the final few stragglers would be getting in around this period.
3: I mean, my opinion is if you think they are the band that can get in, they will get it. I I see no reason. Like, you know, this more than I do. And (laughs) I see no reason to think, it will stop. Those people are not dying. It's only. F- it's not that far away from that. Yeah, oh, yeah,
2: I guess it's just five years. Sure, fine, bad company, put them in, who cares? But you know what? All of those
1: bands that got in in 2017 and 18, they were still active. Like, Yes was still mm. touring, ELO toured, You know, Moody Blues was still touring. So mm-hmm. even though all of those, the zombies, my God, I mean, mm-hmm. even right. though they all started in the 60s, they were still active bands. So they were in people's imaginations and people were still sort of, you know, they were still kind of getting new fans. So I think Boston, I feel, Feel like they sell a lot more records weirdly enough i feel like kids are into boston just because there's that mythology of you know i'm going to record every play every instrument record it and it sounds amazing i mm-hmm. feel like they're in the fleetwood mac not as much but they're sort of in that bucket okay so i don't I mean, know i feel like boston might have a better chance than maybe bad company does it matter
3: that jemima kirk's dad was in bad company <laughs>
1: Oh, only if you live in New York, Jesse.
3: (laughs) No, but it
0: matters Uh, that Lola Kirk's dad. Oh, (laughs) that's a fun little footnote. Are bad company inactive? I quickly looked at their tour dates and they did have a.
1: They are (laughs) Tory. They are Tory. So that's, but I. Whereas Boston,
0: you know, Brad Delp, I know Tom Scholes was like the. Genius behind it all, but the lead singer Brad Delp has been gone for many years. So I don't Boston's know. Boston's
1: been touring though. They've been they've been touring with Tom. So okay. I don't Okay, all right. I mean okay. pre-pandemic, I have no idea who's touring and not anybody. Yeah, right.
0: It is hard to suss that out.
1: Who else is left?
2: So there's Boston and Bad Company. Is there anybody else that we need to be considering? Or that's going to be sprung in like a year or two, and it'll be like, oh hey, what about this? Band uh, that you thought you'd never have to talk about again.
0: I think thin Lizzy has a, has a chance.
2: I think so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And we, I mean, we could, we could slot them in here, but that's going to be like the.
2: Okay. I'm just wondering who else might kind of, <laughs> of fa- fall into that. Fair category. enough. I'm,
0: uh, we haven't inducted the guess who, but I'm not going to bring up the guess who. I don't think. <laughs> I thank you for that.
1: Iron Maiden. I feel like if they're still not in, uh, you know, there, I mean, I know that there's, there's such a fraught relationship with metal, but. Mm-hmm. You Know they're, that they're not in is just such a crime to me because, I mean, oh, yeah. they, absolutely, or America they sell out arenas, you know, no one takes notice, but they don't need to, even need to advertise it.
2: They will get in, mm-hmm. in my opinion.
1: That's my like, come on.
2: So,
0: right, uh, we all seem pretty high on Smashing Pumpkins. Should I slot them in?
1: I think they'll get in.
3: I, yeah, I had them in 2028, but there's no real difference. Yeah. It's just sort of yeah. like if Billy Corgan does one interview where he seems tolerable for (laughs) anything.
0: I mean, so we've got Alicia Keys, Patty LaBelle, Smashing Pumpkins. That's half the class. At this point, I'm going to start trying to put forward Cool in the Gang as I do for every year, but I would like them to be a part of the conversation. What else are people thinking for for this year?
3: I have Kate Bush and Dolly Parton turns 80 this year. And I Mm -hmm. feel like there'll probably be some big Dolly Parton celebration. And then she'll get on the ballot and then people will be like, all right come on you gotta get her like it's that thing of like people who don't follow the rock and roll of fame but like see names that they think should be in it and then i feel like dolly is if there's a groundswell she'll just like slide through because people like her so much and she rules and like mm-hmm. it will exceed the she's not rock and roll whatever that Means.
2: I honestly think Dolly could get in before then too. I, I mean, I just think if at any point there was like a thing where people just like someone in the nomcom just made a case, I think that everyone would be like, uh yeah, we have been a little bit it's just because she's so popular. She is so beloved. Mm-hmm. And that might be coloring our judgment right now in 2020. 20- 22. Wow. Okay. Hello, New Year. I almost like wish we had talked about her on in the first, in the last five years, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm down with Dolly. I just wonder about if
1: Willie Nelson, you know, should almost get in before too. I think there's definitely been a tendency to like, let's try to, you know, induct artists while they're still with us. So we can really kind of give them <laughs> their while they're here and like Willie, I mean, you look at, my God, I mean, you look at his career too. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I could see him almost sliding in and, and people being less upset that he would get into a rock hall than Dolly. Because I could imagine people would be so upset if Dolly got in. You know, there are, of course, some country women in the rock hall, but I, I'm imagining the conversations already. And it's like, I just want to, you know, mute everyone. <laughs> but I do <don't>
0: know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I'm skeptical of what feel like pure country acts getting in. I don't know. To me, they just seem like the mom and dad of country.
3: If you listen to music, you're like, they make country music. But like iconography wise, they are like adhere to certain standards of like what we think rock and roll is like Dolly in terms of just sort of like her whole presence. And then like the fact that Willie Nelson like famously smokes a lot of weed. I feel like Snoop Dogg would give this speech like it would be yeah. cool. yeah.
2: And also when you think about how many people would absolutely clamor to induct Dolly, Yo, you know, as absolutely. well. I yeah, mean, there, were,
0: there would not be a scarcity of people. I
2: think we talk about this conversation people. too, a lot with like r and singers and like vocalists as well. And it's kind of just like, oh, RIP my mentions the minute that like these people come into the conversation that matters to just such a small amount of people that like the overwhelming popularity or like cultural ubiquity of a person, you know, it happened when Whitney got in, people were like, Oh my God, is that rock and roll? And I think it would be kind of a similar thing where it would be like, it would matter to a very small amount of people. And then everyone else would be like, we love Dolly.
3: I feel like by 2027, those people every year be like charlie brown of the football being like is this rock and roll over and over again like by this it's so clear that they're at minimum trying to do a mix like that is like how they justify it so every year there's gonna have to be rock bands in. there's not gonna be a year that's like six hip-hop acts right yeah dolly will i'm sure will get in at some point like it's really just a matter of like when we feel like slotting it when our guts say it like if we feel like there's enough rock bands in this mix mix with alicia keys who's like a no-brainer then yeah, it's just sort of whenever we feel, and also we haven't mentioned a rap act, and I do feel like we'll be like yeah. a rap artist every year. I thought mm-hmm. it would be the Wu-Tang Clan. But-
2: Wu-Tang is also who I have.
3: I like that. I'm willing to, to
0: slot that in as we go to a break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We hope you had a nice break. We hope over your break, what do, what do we hope people did over their break, Kristen? that they let nature just do its I thing. I hope you
2: let nature just do its thing. Exactly that. <laughs>
0: okay. All right. So we have slotted Alicia Keys, Patty LaBelle, Smashing Pumpkins, and not a lot of discussion, but we went with Wu-Tang Clan, sure, because we need a hip-hop act and why not them at this point for 2027. We have two slots left for 2027. I think we do, to Jesse's point, need some rock bands in here. White Stripes are a, a good candidate.
2: I thought that they that we'd already put is this the first year they're eligible? They've no, been eligible. They,
0: they got eligible towards the end of the last. Oh, okay. Uh, then
2: yeah, there's yeah. no way that they sit around for long with the very
0: long, of yeah.
1: guitars that we have.
0: Okay, great. And then that gives us one final slot. Do we go classic rock?
1: I was gonna say I think pixies, I'm I'm somehow mm. drawn to that. Like yeah. if they're not in already, I feel like you know their their popularity is a consistent level, but I feel like they're gonna get in at some point.
0: No, you're you're totally right. Pixies are, are a good candidate, another candidate. Okay, white stripes are two thousands, smashing pumpkins are nineties, Wu Tang clan are nineties. Are we missing something from the eighties? Is that something that could be representative here. One of the bigger bands from the eighties that I can think of that's not in at this point would be In Excess.
2: Ooh, wow. yes. I mean, I love that. I hadn't even thought about it, but you say it and you know, the new wave has crested. So.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think about John Sykes, the new chairman, he was an mm-hmm. MTV guy. Very and, MTV you know, guy. They're very much big. an MTV band. Yeah. Shall we do it and, and move on to the next year?
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Great, I'm banging a virtual gavel. Uh, Okay, so 2028, we have quite a class of artists who become eligible. We have Justin Timberlake, LCD Sound System, Rihanna, The Black Keys, Maroon 5, And Fallout Boy. Oh God,
2: fucking Maroon Five is gonna get in, aren't they? I saw it, but I like blanked it out. (laughs) Okay, I don't think they're gonna be an Fye. I'm sorry to go to just immediately get into Maroon Five talk, and that's I apologize.
0: There, I mean, of these artists, there's a case to be made for nearly all of them. To me, the one that seems like the slam dunk is Timberlake.
2: Timberlake, to me, yeah, yes, I agree. Yeah, I think there's no way that shiny boy isn't, (laughs) isn't going, isn't going in
0: right away, right away. We we talked a lot about Mary J. Should we put Mary J in here at this point? I would love to. Great. You know, an artist that we haven't talked about yet, who I think could have even gotten in before this, but I think is well liked and had a great career with a lot of hits is Cheryl Crow.
2: Yeah, I have oh. her in as well. I think she's someone to really consider. Also, we haven't talked about another 90s woman, Alanis. Mm-hmm. Um, I
0: mm-hmm.
2: think that she's coming in.
0: I, I agree with you. To me, I feel like, you know, Cheryl Crow, she's been at a, a few inductions. She just seems like the... What, what's, the type. What's...
2: <laughs> she seems like yeah. the type. Yeah. yeah,
0: I guess so. Versus, you know, Alanis, who I, I think they, they will consider and will get in, but I, I I see the Hall doing Cheryl first, which is crazy that they have to, like, probably put their ducks in a row like that, which mm-hmm. is stupid, but you know, this is the Hall we're talking about.
1: You hmm. just don't know if Alanis, because of the documentary, that that might kind of propel her sooner. And I know mm-hmm. that there was, you know, some fraught tension and, you know, between it. Yeah, she's not it happy a, with it. Right. But it was a really compelling documentary. Like, it really, you know, I was a I've been a fan, obviously, since her first record, but it really reminded me of like, wow, you are one of the most influential artists of the last, you know, several decades. So I, it's possible she could even get in before that. But yeah. I agree with Cheryl, too. Like, talk about also influence. That seems like a no-brainer to me.
2: Exactly what, you mean, what you're What you saying, Joe. She is the type. She fits the profile. If you will, she's just votable, you know, put her in.
3: <laughs> I, I feel like I, if Alanis doesn't get nominated in the next two years, it will be like a time before she will, like, someone, whoever these contingents are, will mount another case for her.
2: I also think that Alanis will probably get in in the next five years. Daphne Brooks on our last episode is very anti Alanis. She has her reasons. And I respect Out of, res-
0: out of respect, we uh, <laughs> put Alanis to the side, I think.
2: <laughs> yes. But I do I do think the likelihood of her being inducted in the next five years is high.
0: And also, I'll point out that I'm a coward, and usually I will not say that <laughs> I like an artist if someone is being very passionate about not liking them. But I, I like Alanis Morissette a lot.
2: <laughs> I do too, and I had to stick up for No Doubt, so I was just like, I can't be on two fronts here. <laughs> what am I going to do?
0: Yeah, no, a no Doubt is is a band that I think is going to appear on a ballot. Yeah. At, at some point.
3: We haven't put Iron Maiden in. Do we feel like Iron Maiden or Motorhead is more likely to get in first?
2: I think Maiden is going to get in before Motorhead yeah, because just of cultural ubiquity. Okay. I just think name recognition for non-metal people. One of the first metal bands you could name if you don't listen to metal is Iron Maiden.
0: Although because you I read will it on say, a lot of t-shirts. Way more people know Lemmy by name and could not name a single member of Iron Maiden.
2: Eddie. <laughs>
4: <laughs> exactly. The name of a
0: mascot. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I think the legend and, and the, yeah. the shadow of, of Lemmy is is a long one. And it is one that appears large, yes. to to a lot of people.
1: You know, I know that they've come up but Motley Crue, I mean, I think mm. that's mm. the band that like fans too really want them to get in. <sighs> and it's mm. hard. I'm surprised again with the biopic that they weren't, you know, more kind of in conversation and they have the stadium tour next year. Yeah, and I'm just very surprised. I no, I you. think
2: Motley Crue is going to be in the mix at some point, which is weird to say. I feel like yeah. eventually I do. I think it's good. No, I, mean,
0: I agree. I'm just saying like, are they this year? Like I would slot them in this year, potentially just thinking about we were talking about eighties bands and, you know, we did an yeah. excess and it's like the crew, the crew. I'm ready to put it in unless someone stops me. Yeah, can you type an me. umlaut
2: into your spreadsheet? Yeah. Is that, do you know how to do that? Okay.
0: And then, you know, I think we need some more bands. I liked the Pixies suggestion. Pixies and Motley Crue in the same year is is just funny enough that I think, I ha- I think we have to do it.
4: <laughs>
3: so the Rock Hall is like aware of who the Pixies are. They are mainstream enough because it feels like indie as a, broad categories always a harder fight. It's tough. Oh, yeah. I feel like we talk about with the Smiths all the time, which is like, to them, like, of course the Smiths would get in. I mean, but also by that point, I guess, Grohl will be like, if the Pixies aren't in, I'm quitting. I'm walking.
0: Yeah, no, I I think so. I also think the Pixies are at the top of the heap when it comes to, like, Indian underground, because they have these songs that, although they weren't hits at the time, have been... They
2: were featured in Fight Club. Right, yeah, and, (laughs) And like, I feel
0: like I've heard Where Is My Mind in, like Target or something like those songs they've broken through in the way that like songs from say the replacements or Husker do have, has not, you know, like yeah. mm-hmm. I, I feel like the Pixies have become way more popular than they were when they were active, you know, in their heyday, I guess I should say.
1: I would agree with that. And I feel like if the replacements were actually nominated, then the pixies should be nominated at some point. When the replacements were nominated, I was like, wow, like yeah. that was that's pretty amazing. Someone really liked them on the nominating committee. I'm gonna year. guess
0: it was Seymour Stein who signed them. <laughs> I and could is see that like a very important person in the rock hall. So yeah, let's let's put in the pixies. I like that.
1: What's what do
2: we stand at right now? Cause I just do want to talk about some of these first year eligibles this year. Oh, so, yeah. Well, not Maroon Five. No, I mean, I mean I do, do we will have to acknowledge them at some point. But I guess I'm just thinking about Rihanna. She is a,
0: one of the biggest singles of artists the biggest of all time, stars yeah. of our
2: generation. Mm-hmm. And for me, politically, uh, you put in Justin Timberlake and not Rihanna on the first year. It feels bad. I don't like it. It just reminds me of a lot of things that uh-huh, you know. Uh-huh. Optics. I don't like it. Rihanna, she is so cool and incredible. Mm -hmm. And she's an incredible artist. And I, I would hope she would be FYE. I don't trust that she would,
0: nor do I. And what I will say is it took 10 years for Whitney and Mariah is also not in. I mean, she she's in an our fantasy scenario, but she did not yeah. get in her first year, you know, to yeah. take some
2: How long did it take for Madonna? Analogies.
3: Oh, Madonna got in immediately. These people are racist or whatever, <laughs> like we're not, we're not like they have their biases. The other question is what if she doesn't release music between now again. and that? mean what if he does in 2030 oh i'm if sorry 2000...
2: jesse you don't think rihanna's done enough no. what if justin timberlake <laughs> does release more music i'm not as a matter of, how about that like that's what i have to say no but i mean they i could think... actually they should be inversely releasing music justin timberlake should quit and she should come back
3: no, i mean i, and I see justin this timberlake as a person sure who... to come back loved
2: the timberland years and the neptunes years let's let's just stay right there let's stop at trolls soundtrack
3: (laughs) i have no personal belief of who i'm saying here you have a meeting where these people don't want to have rihanna in that much because she's a pop artist whatever how somehow she's a different type of pop artist than justin timberlake is it's the type of conversation they would have they would use all this coded language and then someone would be like she's a fashion designer more than she's a Whatever, she hasn't released an album in whatever money. And do you think
2: that Questlove would let that fly? Do you know. think he would be like, oh yeah, you, you guys oh, are right? Things on are changing, you- Jesse. It's 2028 mm-hmm. in here.
0: <laughs> get with the times. <laughs> now, I mean, if, if also if we're talking about artists that, can you do this before that? An artist that sticks out to me before we get to Rihanna is TLC. Yeah,
3: I TLC Ooh. this year. And that's the thing. That's the conversation that right Questlove is going to be like, does Rihanna need to get in this year or It's
2: like who do I throw my weight behind? Yeah. If we have salt and Peppa in too, that like sets a great precedent for like girl R&B groups.
3: TLC was as big as Rihanna was. I mean TLC had so many hits, especially that one album was like ginormous. Yeah, they
4: like won all cool. the awards.
2: Also, yeah. ooh on the TLC tip, their debut in Crash is amazing.
0: Want to, want to close out the year with TLC?
2: Every year. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So let's 2028. It's going to be Timberlake, Mary J. Blige, Sheryl Crow, Motley Crue, Pixies, and TLC.
2: What an insane and good year. That's exactly. pretty cool. I love that.
0: That's yeah, fun. Yeah. I guess, was there anything else? Anybody wanted to talk about with the eligible class of 2028? There was a lot there. I know that we wouldn't talk about, I think LCD sound system yeah. uh, does get in. I do think, and again, the trajectory I think Daft Punk gets into. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. LCD. I think Daft Punk Do you
3: think I can see Daft Punk being early influences?
2: You just think because craft work for Kraftwerk.
3: I just it sort don't of like, for Daft Punk. I, I see these <laughs> factions, and then the factions that I feel like are is represented the least is like weird, not mainstream popular rock music. Like there's not people being like, oh, LCD sounds this means yet. And I think LCD sounds this will get in, but like Daft Punk is in this weird space of like, oh, we need more whatever this is, there are less people behind that Daft Punk. I
2: hear you, Jesse. I actually do think that there aren't a lot of people that are going to go to bat for Daft Punk. I hear you I think on you that.
3: guys are getting
0: lost in your generation uh, which, where <laughs> LCD sound system was very, very important to you guys. But you have to remember, Daft Punk had huge chart hits and LCD oh, sound no, system did not.
2: I'm not saying one versus the other at all. I think that Daft okay. Punk should get in first. <laughs>
4: yeah, and, and, they,
2: I, and I, I, I think- Hopefully I think they LCD have a... will get in eventually, but I think that that genre just doesn't have a lot of... Pharrell is on it. the
0: board of the Rock Hall. Will he eventually be on the nominating committee? I could see it happening, and he's someone yeah. who would go to bat
2: for Daft
3: Punk for sure. This is related to the Timberlake thing, but like, are Pharrell and Timberland going to get in? Is there going to be a different category for them? Oh, yeah. For for producers.
2: My dream is that what we do is we turn musical excellence into the producer category. Like that's where we put all these producers. It's where we put Pharrell, the Neptunes. We put Timbaland in there. We put I mean, Kanye's too ubiquitous, like he'll he'll yeah. just get in regular, but I, you know, it's like Swiss well, beats. And-
0: hey. <laughs> hey, speaking of Kanye West, why don't we take a look at a pretty crazy class of first oh year eligibles in yeah. 2029? Because not only do you have Kanye West, but you have Arcade Fire, you have Amy Winehouse, and you have at Long Last Beyonce.
1: Forever may she reign. <laughs> I see Beyonce and Kanye West being like shoe-ins right there. There is no 100%. way on earth that they
2: don't get in. I, th- actually, that's you. that's not true because Kanye could do something horrible yes. that would <laughs> that's, that's, true. that's that's literally yeah. that's very that's not off brand, it's not off the table. I'm not ruling that out. Put a little asterisk next to Kanye, you pending. If he doesn't do something, and it's gotta be like really terrible because he's already done a lot of questionable. Yeah. Slash terrible things. No, that's true. I'll, I will also
0: quickly say, though, it, I think we saw evidence at the Larry Hoover benefit concert that if Kanye wants people back on his side, he is capable of doing it very easily because he he really took that concert almost to me as like an image rehabilitation Mm-hmm. just reminding you how many amazing songs he yeah. has I don't think people necessarily forget his transgressions but you almost start just like you're back in love with Kanye and this amazing music that he has given us
1: I mean that's it like you there's just between his influence and his catalog that he's already released it's pretty untouchable and you're right in five years and like he may be low-key and in five years people might sort of you know all right that's okay all of his transgressions that are some of the news now people may have forgotten about it's it's very easy to- finding new ones. I, sure.
3: is, I think he's fine unless he does something really bad, literally the day they are doing
0: photo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like Beyonce, like I almost feel like you don't even need to say anything. Yeah. Like that, An it, artist of a generation. I don't want to like, live
2: in a world where <laughs> she doesn't immediately get it. Exactly. There should be no question. So that takes two of our slots off the, mm-hmm. off the table. E-
3: easily, easily. And then Amy, I have no sense. I mean, like it's a big, clearly as these things happen, she represents a thing that she continues to be like, people talk about how great she is. It's an album, but it's an album that constantly is being brought up. Mm -hmm. I don't foresee what she represents dying by the time 2029 comes around other than the fact that we've been going a, a streak of not that many first year people to have like three would be.
2: I think that yeah. what's going to happen with Amy Winehouse is that there needs to be more millennials on the non-com before that happens. She is very important to a certain age of people. I think it's kind of the LCD thing. I think that she was so beloved and is such a tragic figure and that album is very important but I don't see it being enough to overcome what's going to be an incredibly stacked ballot that year. I don't even know if she'll get on the ballot that year. I do think that when she gets nominated five years after she's eligible, they'll stick her on a ballot and everyone will be like, yes, Amy yeah, Winehouse yeah. straight to you know, straight in. But I almost wouldn't even risk putting her on the ballot that first year just to watch her get the diss.
3: And again, assuming it's still going to be the same institution so they're not going to be like this is the year where it all changes and we're like <laughs> Amy why not and we're getting Rihanna this year and it's like
2: <laughs> yeah I know well that's the other thing too it's the Rihanna now we're still holding Mm-mm. on Rihanna because she can't get in yeah. with For me as a me, I think of Beyonce, Rihanna, and Kanye on the same show. What a show. I'm over (laughs) here, like I'm HBO, you know, (laughs) and I'm saying, hey, so let's make it in New York this year. If I'm Mm -hmm. thinking that's what I'm thinking.
3: By that point, I will be an old white man and I will be like, if we do that, then the expectations in the coming years are gonna be too too high.
0: And so that's why they put in Dave Matthews that year. That would be huge.
1: Joe. Do you know how many people would show up? It would be the entire audience would be Dave fans. You know that.
0: It would be the Bay Hive and the Dave fans. It would be a bloodbath. Th-
2: <laughs> For tickets? Jeez, yeah. I can't. Do you think Dave could be that year?
0: Well, we have to talk about bands, you know, and another one we haven't talked about that I think is going to be in consideration at some point is Jane's Addiction. Yeah, I have Ooh. them this year. And so when you're talking about your 90s bands, I think you're looking at Jane's addiction i think you're looking Mm. at no doubt i think you're looking at dave matthews band oasis
1: see i think oasis i agree i think oasis will get in at some point like i was actually Mm -hmm. very surprised that they weren't nominated on their first go-round because i feel like they're another one of those bands that i think is more popular now that they've broken up just i mean i think because the gallagher's are always fighting but also just people who didn't see them really want to see them now you know, I just feel like they're just one of those. And yet they won't. Exactly. (laughs) But but you know, though, if they're still on the outs and they get, you know, inducted, it'll be like, will they reunite? It'll probably be the most entertaining press cycle because it would probably be, you know, will they or won't they?
2: I wonder if they've learned nothing from Dire Straits. I liked Oasis. I haven't listened to them in a long time. I probably still like them.
0: (laughs) What you're implying is that because Dire Straits did not, Mark Knopfler in particular, did not show up to the Dire Straits induction and that induction as a whole was just kind of a strange, almost like afterthought that they would not consider artists that wouldn't participate. And I think there are certain artists like Oasis, I mean, regardless of whether or not it is a nice, shiny, producible moment, I think they are going to have to induct artists that are
2: worthy. I don't think Oasis is like off the table. I brought them up. I I think that they will get in. It's weird. I... I talked about this in the last episode that they've normalized Dave Matthews band getting in the hall yeah, now I know, yeah. and I now I suddenly think it could and will happen and I'm like okay with it. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. I think this could be the Dave here. That'd could be, be so insane though. Also, I mean
0: I mean you also let's let's remember though when we think about we talk about industry darlings and who people like to book and I think Gwen Stefani is squarely yeah. in that mm-hmm. mix. Yeah. And I think a, a no doubt Reunion would be something that the hall would like, so I think yes. they're attractive for that reason.
2: I would be willing to go, no doubt, Dave. I would prefer, no doubt, just for the show. I want to see. Yeah. Right. Uh, so who do
3: we have? Like, could there be both? It does feel like, as we talk about, it's like, yeah, this is the year Dave is going to get in, and I have no <laughs> real reason other than like. <laughs> And it's gonna happen and why not this year?
0: Yeah. You know, we've been dancing around Iron Maiden. I'm open well, yeah. I'm willing to oh, throw we them put on them at them this in point. Yet? Oh no, yeah. No, please,
2: yet. please, please put them in.
0: Let's put them in. And I wanna say no doubt as well.
2: I like no doubt. Just the thought of the tickets with the dave fans and the beyonce fans it's too much for me to handle and i don't want to even i don't even want to put that out into the universe
1: and if maiden's that year oh my god it would be yeah. why don't we yeah. put and the biggest touring Maiden, acts of all exactly time like, in one show I, I actually
2: can't handle it it's too much it's hurting
3: the only reason it wouldn't be no doubt is that like gwen is seen as a pop artist in some ways and we already have like pop covered Listen, Jesse, no
0: doubt is a third wave ska band. And I dare you Don't you forget it. <laughs> try to put them in any other category except for third wave ska.
3: Yeah, and we need every year we need one third wave we, there's, always Listen,
0: there's always a slot. there's always a slot. Are... I mean, we can look at I'm trying to think what else could be in here. I mean,
1: cool, I cool mean, in the gang. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I don't think we've talked about it's the monkeys. And, mm. you know, maybe they'll mm. get in before that, but I am firmly in the camp of the monkeys need to be inducted and they should have been inducted while many of them are still alive. But yeah, I am firmly, firmly in that camp. Right. I think
2: that in our Lord's year of 2029, the appetite for the monkeys may not be
1: there. I just, oh, I don't know. The, the monkeys fans, I am continuously blown away by the younger fans, they have, which is shocking to me. But they are still so many generations if they're not in before that.
3: Has there been a, a monkey's biopic? No, I don't think so. I feel so. like that there seems should be a, like Monkees... a round around time where it would start developing. Someone's writing the script right now.
2: There should be a monkey's VH1 made for TV movie, is where I. Think... That
3: doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> With like a live,
2: <laughs> you know. Wait a second. A...
0: What about a monkey's TV show? <laughs> <laughs>
2: like a biopic made for tv movie starring like young actors from the cw <laughs> that's what i think
1: they've almost already done that with the new monkeys it would be like the new new monkeys the new mm-hmm. new like monkeys something. i don't i don't know what they would call it I don't know. I mean, this is, this is probably just me projected because at this point between the new records and the tours, if that's not swayed anyone, I don't, I don't know at this point, what would sway people. Yeah. That's that I how think I feel is, as well is
2: where I'm at. It's just, it's not that I don't think that they're like, I'm not like, what do you mean? I'm just like, I don't know that the appetite is there. It's like, if it hasn't gotten there yet with like the, you know, recent deaths and things like that. And attention and tours and stuff. I just don't know if in 2029 there's gonna suddenly be this moment where we go, the monkeys but I don't know what the voting body makeup will be and it might scratch an itch for some
1: people. Yeah, I don't know either. They're they're just kind of a mystery to me. I I can never, you know, obviously I know they have so many fans and I just don't get a good sense of how people perceive them if they're still kind of perceived as prefab or people have come around to kind of respecting them. I don't know. I honestly don't.
3: I assume it's generational and people's relationship to even the idea of that existing and I assume there's people who are still voting who hate the monkeys. Like their Mm -hmm. personality is being defined. And I do think we're still in the 90s of these like bands who were like we were real bands and the idea of the monkeys being nominated with them is fun but i do think short of someone working on this biopic right now it takes three years in development it coming out <laughs> rock, You know, like because the story is interesting and because future generations have different definite ideas around like authorship but i do think still by this point that authorship is so important to people's idea of what rock and roll means or what rock and Roll hall of fame is and like when they make the cases for pop artists to be in the rock and hall of fame like well th- she writes her own music so she could and I, this is again let the monkeys in i think they're cool i think it, they represent something but also i don't know
0: yeah i know i know what you're saying i feel like they do not adhere to any rubric that if you were to look at who's inducted into the hall at this point, it's hard. I mean, hard.
1: Linda Ronstadt. I mean, Linda Ronstadt, she was an amazing interpreter of so many different genres. I don't remember. I don't think she got dinged for not being, you know. A, no,
0: and, and that's that's true. And What I think Linda has and what Whitney has are incredible voices. So I think there is that's some fair. combination of, okay, well, they don't have songwriting skill. That really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. But then you look at this like otherworldly skill, that they have their interpretations go to a higher plane. Whereas the, you know, the monkeys, in terms of their skills as interpreters, I don't think that's really the appeal of the monkeys.
2: It's their haircuts.
0: <laughs> and that's that's me trying to like reverse engineer what's keeping them out. I kind of see it. I the monkeys to me are like they're in the entertainment hall of fame. They're maybe even in the TV hall of fame. But like I don't know if them as true artists. I also know the argument of like they did write songs and they eventually recorded their own songs, but by the time they did that, those songs didn't really make the impact that the original songs that were written by Neil Diamond or Carole King or whatever. That's why I think it's it's so tricky. It's a, a bit of a balancing act. With- I also
3: think the, the demographic that would be of the age to advocate for the Monkees, are the type of people who specifically don't like the monkeys. It's like old rock establishment Mm -hmm. people who like they think rock music is, and again, these are ideals that I don't necessarily subscribe to, but I do think that will just make it hard to overcome the fact that we're talking about a band that's old when there are newer bands that will eventually get in that they can be put up against be it no doubt dave or like the strokes will probably get in at some point just by the fact that they represent rock and roll and being cool Mm -hmm. which is the only thing that's this year but i think who will do it if they get nominated they'll probably get in yeah
2: Yeah. Who's going to do it? And also, you know, in a year like this, I have a question about two solo artists that we have not talked about on this episode yet. Mm -hmm. Diana Ross. Do we think Mm. that she will Mm -hmm. get the double?
4: Yeah. I, um, yeah. I think
2: she'll eventually get the double. I just am wondering. We haven't, I do think putting Diana and Beyonce on the same night
0: is I'd wild. Go. Yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> but also, hopefully, Miss Ross will be still kicking in 2029. You know, she's still. Yeah, I like that. And that's someone who's on a ballot like that. They'll get in. And then the other solo artist that I wanted to bring up that we haven't talked about is. John Mayer, mm. not yet,
3: not yet, not yet. No, but okay. eventually, I have. Him. He will I, get
2: in. Is the 100%. truth? It was
3: 2021? He put an album. His next album. I feel like this current album was covered like a real artist album. Like people liked it. <laughs> like somewhere along the way, people slowly switched him as a person we're allowed to talk about seriously. And mm-hmm. I do think another album of that will put him in the conversation. But I do think it'll take a little bit of time.
1: I mean, I think him playing with the dead really helped with that. Yeah. I think that gave him like, you know, oh, you know, I mean, if you're a fan, you absolutely know that he's a great guitar player and he's a great songwriter. But I think a lot of people were kind of like, hmm, John Mayer, you know, you heard his name, but the fact that he was playing with the dead and has been touring with them and it wasn't just kind of a one-off thing, I think mm-hmm. made a lot of people be like, ha huh, wow. For better or worse, they were like, yeah, now I can respect him.
0: So ironically, associating with the dead, Gave him new life.
1: Whoa, Joe.
2: (laughs) I'm not grateful for that joke, I will say.
3: It does seem like being good at your instrument matters to these people in a way that I think, Mm -hmm. like it's nice, but like, I wouldn't be like, oh, I love his album. This guy's so good at guitar. He's bad at writing songs, but who cares? But like just the idea of being talented, especially as we're nominating, like a Justin Timberlake who, yes, he plays guitar, but no one's like, oh, the guitar work on Justin Timberlake's (laughs) albums. I think he'll get in It just
1: if when more millennials get on the nominating committee or voting because I feel like you know that's you're you were kind of in college or a little bit younger when he was starting to come up some of those records are really really meaningful
3: and I think Dave is going to get in first
1: yeah oh, absolutely
3: the same person is going to be the advocate for both of them so I think the day one is going to be a long time coming and the then...
2: same person is going to be advocating for both yeah, probably going to be okay with it but the
3: people <laughs> that are going to be the loudest in the yes, room yes no when you're in. right
2: you're very right I agree can we put Diana in, in this year?
3: I'll allow it, yeah. Thank you. I think you. that's good.
2: I don't want to put the Dave thing. I are, think it's pure like, chaos
0: and that's why we do it. <laughs>
2: <gasps> okay.
0: Did we agree on No Doubt as well? I think, I think that's going to be wow. the class. 2029 is Beyonce, Kanye West, No Doubt, Iron Maiden, Diana Ross, Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> and whatever venue it. has to host that will... <laughs> a stadium. Uh,
3: be... A stadium. That has to be the stadium.
0: It'll yeah. be... It'll be we'll the Pepsi halftime
2: ground. show that year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, I like it. What a future the Rock Hall has potential. Well... Wow. <laughs> All right, let's go to 2030. Barely has anybody of note that becomes eligible. It's basically just the killers.
1: Who I think are a shoe in I mean, yeah. Brandon has been at so many induction ceremonies, but in general, I just think that when you look at rock bands the last however many decades, they're mm-hmm. like the one that kind of like became popular and has stayed popular. Yeah. I
2: think they'll get in. I don't know if they'll be first year, but I definitely think they will be in.
3: Are they the last band that is... Uh, has is that a shot just- at first year? Yeah. I don't know. It's like a Foo Fighters thing of like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it is. It's not as strong as the Foo Fighters, but Killers, I think there is a case to be made. And you're right. It's like, as the years go on, you you hold, you cling to like the bands that are still like somewhat young, I guess. Like this one will be 25 years, but like, it's just who else is going to be around. I don't, I don't know.
2: When you were young.
3: Mm. it's just amazing that the killers won that era of music that the killers would get in before the strokes which i think makes sense it absolutely did
2: it's because mr brightside yes is being played at a hostel right now it is the song that is like internationally people who do not speak a word of english know mr brightside it is the wonder wall of 20 years later it is it is that song that without a doubt just shot him into
1: legendary status I also think the Killers have made much better records than The Strokes. And granted, I like synth rock, so I'm like, you know, that's my bias. But Hot Fuss, I think, is just, that was one of my favorite records of that year. And I think that's really held up in ways that a lot of the other records from that era have not.
0: All right, let's slot them in. I'm comfortable with that. Let's put the Killers in. FYE, first year eligible inductees. I I took a quick look just to see... I was surprised, but Muse at this point has been eligible because they were, they were putting out records. Allegedly their first album was 99. Like they were putting out stuff way before they broke in America. So just a note, I somehow passed over them just because them as a nineties band doesn't make any sense. But
3: When was the Kings of Leon's first album?
1: That was like 2004, I believe, because mm-hmm. they they toured with you 2 on like their first record in like 2005. Yeah, I'm also going to consider
2: that their last album. Um, <laughs> or like, I think that maybe they have two or three. Maybe they have two albums, and then they just stopped ma- making music. They just yeah, stopped, and nothing. They
3: had their giant international hits yeah.
2: on Gosh, I've never heard it. I, I don't think it exists. And as far as I'm concerned, it does not.
0: Um, I'm also ready to say, let's put in Rihanna at this point. Yeah. I think, yeah. We, think we've waited long enough. The, the <laughs> lanes are for open Reed. for her. Yeah. Okay. And then at that point, is this... Finally, when a tribe called Quest can get in the year after Kanye, because I know he Mm. likes them a lot, could be a thing of like, hey, that's a this is a band that meant a lot to me. Like says it in his speech potentially. I don't know. I mean, Kanye could say
3: literally. The only other rapper that I thought this year was Dr. Dre. Sure, Uh, a double, right? Uh, Yeah, yeah, he'd be a double.
2: I (laughs) know. Go ahead. Follow follow me here, everybody. I just feel like we might actually be getting to maybe. My thoughts on Tribe are I want them in, I think they should be in, I think they should already be in. I think they might wind up. No, you know what? I'd be I'd be really willing to put Tribe in. I just do want to bring up for discussion. Listening. Not maybe, maybe
0: a little performer named Vanilla Ice. <laughs> uh, no,
2: just meaning I think we might be hitting the two A tier of like rappers from the nineties and two thousands, which I think is Lil Wayne. Mm.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, so, okay. like, okay.
2: that's, that's what I mean. I mean, Lil Wayne's a course you know? Yeah. To me, he's 2A. He's <laughs> now we're using that as a designation because the first tier is the legends. And he's just like right there. He's scraping right underneath legendary status to me. Certainly
0: worthy of, of induction. Yeah. And of so
2: I don't know. I mean, you know, who knows it's probably will take longer, but I did just want to throw him up there as somebody to be in the mix, but I do agree. I'd rather see tribe go in this year.
0: I think it'll be a long time coming and it will finally be like, there's no one else that it could be, I don't know.
1: Scribe and Dayla soul. I would hope they would get in before, what are we on, 2029? 20... We're on yeah. 2030
0: at this point. Yeah, um, I don't and know. I would hope so too, but I also would too. from a realistic- I
2: We haven't put Dela in, have no, we? No, we have not. They're going to wind up being early influenced. That's what I was
1: wondering if that could also be. But
0: if that that happens, that won't happen. I think for a while, I think there, I I mean, we saw, you know, Gil Scott Heron and Kraftwerk as early influences this year, but they're also 50 years ago from their first, you know, so I think if we same logic, if we want to put, Try then as early influence it will have to be 2040 which will be 10 years after this so i don't think it'll happen quite that soon but you know they might continue to push shit back i mean like i think eric b and rakim will absolutely yeah. be yeah. in as early influence.
3: oh yeah at some point is going to get a point where they're going to eat early influence so many rap acts in like it's just going to be every year just to catch up
0: I think that's going to, that started this year, I think yeah. with Gil Scott Heron and Kraftwerk who are both, you know, important for Formative, a number of yeah. reasons, but hip hop in particular. And I think we're going to see Cool Herc and we're going to see maybe like even Curtis Blow or like some of do these You think
2: KRS one.
0: Yeah. Like Boogie Down Productions or
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I think that will start to happen. And then, you know, I, I hold out hope that it's kind of arbitrary also, like if they get in as early influence or not, but I do think yeah. tribe deserves to get in, in the normal way.
2: I want them in the front door. Let's go. And then, you know,
0: do we want a 90s band? Do we finally want to do Oasis at 2030? Is it This finally is when time? things
2: get totally wild. It's like the last two years of this are just like, throw them in. Who cares? Let's
1: go. We've yeah. been talking
3: about them. They probably <laughs> shouldn't go in.
0: It does seem at that point, it's like it's it's them and in, in Jane's Addiction from that era.
1: And also Blink-182, which is yeah. later in the 90s. But yes, yeah, you know, I don't think we discussed them yet. I feel like yeah. that's that's another one that I, they're like more popular than ever now. And- yeah.
0: Very true. Yeah. Wow. I
2: definitely think they're getting in. I had them for 2031 but As also- as did I.
0: Uh cuz I I think that's that's around the corner. The powers that be, the generations before them have always dismissed them, but as time goes on their influence seems to only get stronger and stronger.
3: And then Patrick Stump will do the speech, and then they get in. <laughs> in 20- I think them, them
1: Panic should get in at the same year: Fall Out Boy and Panic the Disco, because that would be the most, the one most wonderful symmetry. What do we have for this year?
3: Killers, what- Rihanna,
0: Tribe, Oasis. Oh, um, have, have we put Motorhead in yet? No, maybe this, maybe it's time.
2: I also will say I could see Motorhead winding up also getting side categoried.
0: Yeah, it's a question of will they have to be. You know, they're going to be on a few more ballots. How is it going to shake
3: out? Speaking of early influences, I assume by this point, the New York Dolls will be like... Yeah, I think so.
2: Yeah.
0: I think they could potentially sneak in, but the window's closing for them. Yeah.
2: Do you think that Alanis... We haven't put her in anywhere. I
0: would go for it. I say yes. Okay. And I believe I threw Oasis in there.
2: I like Oasis.
0: Shall that be the class then? The Killers, Rihanna, Tribe, Oasis, Motorhead, Alanis?
2: Pretty good. What a weird yeah. one. I mean, sure, let's do it.
0: At this point, I don't think any of them have not been weird.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: now, this is a weird one.
3: <laughs> okay. As time goes on... It's going to be so weird because like we're just throwing whatever we think music is. So it's just going to be like,
1: Oh yeah, I
3: guess this is, this is rock and roll. Yeah. 10 years,
1: 2031. Let's get to the
0: final year, which is 2031, which is real, real wild.
2: So cool in the gang.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So the eligible artists, 2031, I guess worth mentioning, I don't think any of these would be first year eligible, but you have Arctic Monkeys, Janelle Monae and panic at the disco.
2: maybe this is when Amy Winehouse Maybe Maroon Five finally gets their chance. maybe this is just the worst year ever. We put in everybody that we've been reluctant to say should get in. We put in
0: you know, I <laughs> liked Blink 182. Yeah. I think that's a like, this is a good year for them. And thinking hip-hop, I do think Lil Wayne was a a good suggestion Mm -hmm. as well.
1: Mm -hmm. And they toured with blink 182. I was just going to say, didn't didn't they? they,
0: I like that. Yeah, a little reunion for the tour. At this point, I do think we are just, we're putting in the acts that we've kind of already talked about and like that we want to get in there. Jane's kind of putting a bow on that era. Mm -hmm. We want to go way back. I mean, Barry White, I keep wanting to suggest him, but I keep thinking it's like, nobody's going to really like go for it. But I mean, maybe he'll eventually be early influence. I don't know.
2: I think that the hall is going to have to really change and understand Black culture in a way that it does not in order for Barry White to be in the mix. Yeah. And that's like the same with like the Luther Vandross. That's exactly kind of what stuff. I was You know, I do not think that the cultural reference point for the hall is Black enough for Barry White to be in the mix.
0: Yeah, yeah I think that's true. Based on everything we've seen yeah, mm-hmm. you're, you're- Past as precedent.
2: I, I'm not to say that he isn't important. I also do think that, and we've I've brought this up before, I think he's he's really been adversely affected by the number of ads in the 90s that his songs were used in. Yeah, to like,
0: make <laughs> mac and cheese look sexy or whatever. Like, you yeah, yeah. uh, <laughs> Okay, I'm going to just review some of the artists that we we had been talking about, you know, Daft Punk, Thin Lizzy, Amy Winehouse, The Strokes, Kate Bush.
2: Maybe this is when cool Kate the Bush gang. finally gets so
0: in. <laughs> <be so> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do it, sure. <laughs> Why not?
1: You know, two bands we didn't talk about, a uh, Wilco and sleater Kenny. Mm. I'm like, Wilco, honestly, I feel like might have a better shot than it, at some point.
2: I think, and I'm from Chicago, so this is <laughs> I <laughs> this comes from a total pragmatic place. I don't know if they were popular enough.
0: For it to be this soon. soon. yeah. Um, because, I, yeah, they did not have hits. They just I had think- acclaimed album after acclaimed album, which can be enough.
3: For that to happen, the hall, the rock contingent Hall would be like, I guess we got to start doing these indie rock bands. And I feel like LCD Sound System is going to be the first because, for whatever reason, they became the biggest after just blowing past all these other ones, unless, and I don't think they're going to get in. And I'm only bringing this up because the National now have this like weird pop connection because he's
2: really showing
3: his, <laughs> his no, because he does the taylor swift albums ah. it's the same like i think bony bear who's coming probably the next couple years will be pretty quickly in because of his hip-hop connection like i think by the time that comes around he will then be 10 years more a famous person it is possible i don't think so if i had to put in order of who's going first it would be LCD sound system and then
1: do you think they'll get in before the strokes mm.
3: That's a good he question. Here, yeah, I don't know.
1: Honestly, I'm not sure if any of those bands would get in. To be very honest, if we're saying Wilco. You know, oh, I don't know about that. Some of those other ones, I don't think they have the name recognition. I know we always joke about who is bon Iver when they get, you yeah. know, nominated for Grammys. I feel like that they just they just don't have the the name recognition. You know, overall, I would really be surprised if a lot of those bands did get in, or it would have to take a while for them to get in. To be honest.
0: And then you wonder what about the artists. That were kind of indie underground from the generation before that. Like we still have not addressed the replacements. Do they finally get in? Artists kind of from that era. And then another artist we haven't talked about, Fiona Apple.
3: Yeah, I had her this year.
2: Oh yeah, yeah Fiona, put her in.
0: Please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's let's throw in let's throw in Fiona. Because that's going to happen, especially with yes. the work that she has done recently. I could see that. And then that leaves. Two more slots.
3: This one's not on any of the lists. I made it up. And this, again, this is predicated on the fact that it's 90 years in the future. (laughs) I personally (laughs) can try to enact this to happen, which is... Weird Al
1: by 2031. I mean, he should be in there, but I think You'll that the perception of him will have to change so significantly because if you're a fan of Weird Al, you completely understand the craftsmanship and the hard work that goes into everything he's ever done. But I feel like that he's still seen as a novelty to most of the music industry, mm-hmm. which is a mark against him, which is a shame. It's a lot like why some of these other huge bands that we've talked about aren't in already. You know, there's, uh, there's some bias. People say, oh, he's that, like, you know, Bible Baloney guy, and or you know, spells like Nirvana, and that's all they see him as. They don't necessarily see what he's done since.
0: Yeah,
1: and shame.
2: Yeah, all the polkas he's written. Well,
0: here's Weird Al is very important to me. He was. Yeah, I was gonna
2: say you're really in the right conversation. The, he was like the
0: first music that I listened to, and that like I bought, and that I collected, and that I was an obsessive fan. Of. Now, I am not a musician. I am a comedian. And that's why I think Weird Al belongs in the Comedy Hall of Fame. I think what Weird Al does, he is the best at what he does. And what he does is comedy. I do not think the music that he makes does anything to progress forward rock and roll. I do not think his artistry is reflective of what he's doing musically. I think, I mean, I know, and we all know, the reason Weird Al is popular is because he makes Funny songs. And the value <laughs> of what he does is the humor in it. I know he sold a lot of records, but were again, the recording industry hall of fame, sure. But in terms of what I think the rock and roll hall of fame is supposed to do, I don't think Weird Al fits into that. I also think it is very, it would be very insulting to put in Weird Al before literally any other artist. Any other any artist other
2: artists that he has parodied. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I think he represents something that's very, very important, but I don't think that it is... Because of the music or because of rock and roll,
3: yeah, I think he's gonna get in. I think, (laughs) 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 yeah, I mean, I get it, except for when he gets in because it's arbitrary and I think it will demand a shift in consciousness. But I think he's a great interpreter of pop music and he's a curator of what we think of as. As the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame evolves to not just mean like rock and roll, he in many ways like represents what we think of as like the Western music canon. And in some ways it's a comparable project, then certain people write pieces about how important he is. And there's a documentary. He does some serious interview and then, I don't know, uh, I yeah. thought it was just a fun thing to bring up. Yeah, but- no, it is. <laughs>
0: it is, And it's certainly something that, that people bring up a lot because he's an interest. He's an, a very interesting and in, in singular career.
1: You know, to be fair, he also, he's done the tour in recent years where he basically at every show, he did a straight song, like a cover of like, I'm in Nashville. I'm going to cover a song by a Nashville artist. He did one song every night and they were all amazing. And he, mm-hmm. it was a very diverse, if you want to talk about musicianship, he really, really, really kind of elevated that. And, you know, he's been doing tours of his kind of more straight, serious stuff. You know, when you look like he's, you know, he's known for being comedic, but he's also written some really, I think, kind of melancholy and kind of heartrending songs. So I think his catalog is more diverse than he maybe gets credit for.
0: I think that's very worth pointing out. Yeah, he does have some some originals that are really great. That is not why he's famous.
1: Uh, <laughs> he has
3: a Rick Rubin stripped down album that gets nominated. <laughs> oh my God. I,
0: oh my Wait God. It.
1: I would like to hear that actually.
0: Yeah, no, I. me too. Me too. So the Go-Go's were inducted in 2021. 10 years later, put in the bangles. Ooh, Absolutely. Oh, yeah. All right. Sure. All right, guys, we have one. Final pick that will conclude our journey. And that, it's will, going that will take us to
2: Maroon Five.
0: Ten years into the future for the class of 2031 to re- review Blink 182, L- Lil Wayne, Jane's Addiction, Fiona Apple, and the Bangles are in this class. To appease me, do we put in Cool in the Gang? I mean, they should probably be. There.
2: Maybe this is when the Spinners finally get in.
0: <laughs> oh geez, yeah, they'll the probably. I could sisters. see them being
2: the Pointer Sisters. I mean,
3: shade. Mm. You know, every few years, they're just like ones that somehow sneak through.
2: Are we ready to have a conversation about Britney Spears?
3: No. I had her in 2030, but it felt the vibe was off to bring her up. I don't think we're there
0: yet. It's our final slot. If you guys will appease me, can we just put in Cool in the Gang?
3: I mean, I guess for Kristen's sake, because then you won't have to keep on bringing it up for the future. (laughs) It's a a (laughs) win-win for both of us. I can shut up and then uh, I'll- And I don't
2: have to listen. Yeah. All
0: right, guys we've made it. Thank you so much. (laughs) This has been a lot of fun. What a task. And I appreciate you guys being along the ride for it. And uh, I want to also give you guys the chance to plug your own stuff. Jesse, you know, the, the good one podcast, anything else you'd like to uh, get out there? Uh,
3: No, follow me on social media, Jesse David Fox. If, assuming I finish this book, buy my book in whenever a book comes out after you finish it. So be
0: <laughs> on the lookout for
3: a mysterious book. It's about comedy. It'll come out in one of the next few years. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> Maybe it'll come out before can get injected into the right. Yeah. Oh, I hope so. And then Annie, you know, you've, you've got the 33 and a third for... Rio. And uh, what else would you like to get out there?
1: Yeah, same thing. Um, buy my book. And um, you can follow me on Twitter, um, just at Annie Zaleski. So that's that's pretty much it.
0: Excellent. Well, uh, we thank you both again for for doing this. And God bless the poor souls we're going to do the next five years.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's cool, man. That's just so cruel.
2: I'm one of them too. Like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah, this is all like a producer's style way for you to quit and (laughs) then we stop doing the show. (laughs) But of course, our listeners know they can follow us at RocklePod on Twitter and Instagram. RocklePod at gmail.com is the email. If you want Kristen to see your message, you need to designate that somewhere in there. Otherwise, I'm not going to forward it. She doesn't want to see it. Uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us. Do all that stuff. It'd be really nice. Five stars only. If you do anything less than five, you're hurting us. You're actively, you're inflicting pain. And don't do not do that. Uh, thank you to Mike Lloyd for the logo. Thank you to Yusuke Kim for the music. Thank you to Future Rock Legends, which is a website we're not affiliated with, but for a project like this is invaluable. And thank you to Pantheon Podcast for hosting us. I'm Joe Cozala.
2: I'm Kristen Stutter.
0: And who cares
2: about the rock hall?